Welcome to this episode of Mentorship Matters on the Quill and Sword Podcast. I'm your host, CW3 Shaniqua Coley, and today we're going to discuss Mentorship Matters with Command Sergeant Major Josh Quinton, the NCOA Commandant and CSM of the Judge Advocate General's Legal Center and School in Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm so excited to discuss mentorship with CSM Quinton here in the prestigious Nolan Reading Room, which is named after Sergeant Major Retired John H. Nolan. In this episode, we're going to begin with an introduction of CSM Quinton and a brief description of his positions as the NCOA Commandant and CSM for the Judge Advocate General's Legal Center and School. Additionally, we'll explore his thoughts on the importance of mentorship and highlight some of his career successes and lessons learned in the mentorship arena. As a reminder, you can find past episodes and mentorship materials on our website, which we link to every episode. Command Sergeant Major Quinton, thank you for being here. We're about a week or two from your retirement ceremony. Would you mind introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about your positions here in the school? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. First of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. So yeah, two weeks from today, I will be retired. And that's pretty exciting. But two weeks left to do the job as the CSM for the NCOA and the CSM for the JAG school. So at the NCO Academy, we train all of our enlisted soldiers that are coming up through the ranks, sergeant to staff sergeant and staff sergeant to sergeant first class. Their PME is here at the legal center and school and has been since 2004, where luckily myself and actually my um, successor, Shelly Corbin, were in the very first BNOC, the basic non-commissioned officer course here in November of 2004. So that was really fun. So all of our NCOs come through here. Uh, we give them the tools that they need to go out there and be successful at the next grade, and they go off and do those great things. So luckily I have the, the, the ability to be the NCOA commandant and have touch points with those students at each class. Then as the CSM for the Legal Center and School, I focus more on getting around and talking to our folks, checking the pulse, whether it's of the students in the school, the grad course, the officer basic course, the court reporters, uh, also the advanced individual training students down at AIT at Fort Greg Adams. Uh, They're under my purview as well, so I make it down to Greg Adams fairly often to visit with them and talk to them, uh, as well as when they come up here for the JAG exercise. That's a really good time. Uh, I tell them all the time, those young, those young soldiers, they fill my army love tank. You know, I get down there and I get rejuvenated. I see them and they're just fantastic. Uh, so that, that's pretty much it, my roles in a nutshell. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like your career? How long are we, are we celebrating this retirement? Oof, man, 30 years, six days uh, <laughs> when I come off the rolls. Um, it's been a hoot. You know, I started off as a, a mechanized infantryman. Um, I loved it. It was you know, my favorite times in the Army, I think, were as a young mechanized infantryman, just sleeping outside, blowing things up, making lifelong connections. In fact, I think some of the folks coming to my retirement ceremony from, are from back in my infantry days. You know, so I, I then hurt my back after doing some infantry stuff. Uh, I had back surgery, and the Army thought it best for me to reclassify. So I went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina, when our AIT was still there. And I graduated in August of 2001 and went to Germany and just kind of soaked it all in. Uh, I tried to bring some of my tactical and just army knowledge from the infantry into uh, my offices, wherever I went, and it's been been pretty fun. Some folks are, <laughs> they don't like it as much, right? But when I get folks like Colonel Rob Manley, who's my OIC, and he's a former Force Recon Marine, uh, you can bet that we're gonna be low crawling out in the front of Vilsack Law Center, tossing grenades when uh, then Lieutenant Colonel Risch drives up to visit Vilsack. <laughs> So that was, that, was, that was also very fun. So I've done a lot of things as a 27 Delta. I've worked in conventional, I've worked in SOF, I've worked in TRADOC, I've worked in strategic force management, and it's just been really great opportunities. Uh, and that's, that's all due to 
phenomenal leaders and mentors that I've had in the past. Awesome. That sounds like an awesome career. So thank you for your service before we go any further. 30 years is quite impressive. And so glad that you did stick around and you reclassed to become paralegal. That's how we met. So. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. So you've had quite the career and experienced lots of success and likely a few lessons learned. So let's dive into how mentorship played a role in that. Did you have mentors coming up in your career? You know, at the time, I didn't think so, but I absolutely did. Um, there were no official like, hey, will you be my mentor? There, there was none of that. It was all simply just right people were placed in front of me at the right times and gave me the information that I needed at the time. Uh, and they were mentoring me, even though I didn't really know it. So, and that can be to the positive or to the negative. Uh, there were some folks where you see things happen and you say, wow, I'm never going to do that. Uh, and I feel... I take that as a little bit of mentorship, right? Even if they don't come by and say, hey, Sergeant Quentin, it's probably not a good idea to do what I just did. They're not gonna say that, but I think you can take those lessons learned as a little bit of mentorship. But then there's also those times where somebody actually just sits you down and tells you what you need to hear. And then you're like, whoa, light bulb, thank you. I, I'm glad I needed to hear that and I'm glad it came from you. So you mentioned that you didn't always recognize it as mentorship, but here in retrospect, what would you say were some of the characteristics of your best mentorship relationships? I have to say it was actually people that, that knew me, they knew my capabilities, and they knew the nudges I needed to get to the next level um, or to the next step. The mentorship piece of it is folks would just, they tell me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear, right? And those leaders with that personal courage another army value um, that have that personal courage to pull you to the side and say, look, Sergeant Quentin, I know you're a former infantry person, but we have females in the JAG Corps and they are fantastic. And I was like, I know I'm just not used to working with them. This is weird. But guess what? Sergeant Major Navarlet Roberts got me through that. Uh, and wow. I mean, and it's not like I had a problem with female soldiers. It was just different. I had to kind of change my mentality of how I would talk, how I would carry myself because I wasn't in an infantry fire team anymore. I was in a combined consolidated legal office and I had to watch my mouth and Sergeant Major Roberts got me through that so I'm grateful for her she was phenomenal in getting me transitioned from dirty grindy grunt to a little bit more buffed out <laughs> semi-polished 27 Delta right well we appreciate the semi-polished version of you <laughs> we've got so to that point, though, you've mentioned by name some of your mentors. Are there people that you've probably mentored? And what would you say as a mentor you found most challenging? You know, what might have worked 20 years ago for me to mentor somebody is not going to work now. So being adaptable and understanding how to reach people where they're at, but also understanding that you may tell them something they don't want to hear, and that'll turn them off, right? So mentorship, it doesn't matter if they want to hear it or not. Sometimes they need to hear it. It may not resonate right then, but as it marinates and they think about it over and over and over, they're going to be like, wow, that old guy was, was kind of spot on. Maybe he's lived that before. Uh, and that's what I, you know, we talk about the four constants. I'm living stewardship right now. I'm trying to just give as much as I can away before I punch out in two weeks. And that's where I'm at in the four constants, right? But some young judge advocates or some young paralegals may be at the point in their career where they need to work on that mastery of the law a little bit better. So... As a, as a mentor of both judge advocates and paralegals and legal administrators, I can say, hey, maybe you want to take this course or maybe you want to get enrolled in the national security law primary if you're going into a national security law position. That would be very beneficial for you. They may not want to hear that, but it's what they need to hear. And hopefully they take it for what it is and they go get the thing done and it'll make them better. 
Some of what you mentioned sounds a lot like leadership. What would you say maybe the difference between leadership and mentorship? With mentorship, I believe that you have to be, you have to mentor people where they're at, right? So same thing with leadership. You have to lead people where they're at. But with mentorship, if folks are looking for whether it's purpose or they feel like they're burnt out or they feel like they want to transition out of the military, out of active duty and go to the reserves or the guard, or they just want to get out completely and go do something different. I think you can use that leadership opportunity to mentor those folks and actually say, well, hey, I trust and I trust your decision and, and I fully support it, but what's your plan, right? And that's the, the right there, you just turn the key to, to the mentorship door, right? And you say, hey, what's your plan? Let's, let's talk a little bit about your plan for exit strategy. What have you done so far? Okay, so you haven't done anything. Guess what? I know these other people in the transition assistance office, as well as some, some former folks that have just recently gotten out. I'm connected with them on LinkedIn, and I will get you connected with them, and they can give you some good advice on going out. So to me, that's that kind of mentorship guiding them to where they can be a little bit more successful, not necessarily leadership, but mentoring them to, hey, you need to get smart on this and here's some ways to do that. Makes sense. It's, it's taking on some more of that personal stuff where a lot of times our leadership is focused on helping them get to the mission and getting that done. So definitely appreciate that. And so someone who's looking to select a mentor, what advice may you give them? Sometimes there's some hesitancy about what to even look for when selecting a mentor. Well, that goes back to, are you looking for somebody to tell you what you want to hear or what you need to hear? If you're going for the latter, then it should be pretty easy. I think the best thing you can do is say, hey, I want to go be a drill sergeant, or I want to go be a legal administrator, or I want to apply for the FLEP program. Well, you should probably select a mentor based on somebody that's done that before. So if I want to be a legal administrator, I'm going to come talk to you, ma'am. If I want to go to the FLEP program, I'm probably going to go talk to Staff Sergeant Allison Cruz and our G1 and say, hey, how, how did you end up being successful? Or if, you know, I want to be a SAR major in the JAG Corps, then I'm probably going to talk to, you know, myself for a little bit, <laughs> right? But I would talk to somebody that's been successful wherever that position is at. I, I wouldn't, uh, and if I was leading that person or, and they said, hey, I want to put my FLEP packet in, I'd be like, okay, let's look at that last list, who was selected, how did, were they successful, let's get you guys connected. People are a resource, so you mentioned some, well, that as a resource. Are there any other resources, though, that you would offer to someone who's a mentor that may help develop them as a mentor? So if I know one of these OBC students is going to Fort Drum to be part of the 10th Mountain Division, and they're going to look for either a mentor or they're going to look for some tools, I've got kind of both avenues I could take. Like If they're just looking for some tools to be successful, I would say, hey, do anything you can to learn your client. What's the 10th Mountain Division all about? What's their mission? Where have they been? Where are they going? Uh, if it's, hey, you want to talk to somebody that's been at the 10th Mountain Division recently, then I would find the former deputy, right, Lieutenant Colonel Farrell or somebody at the division that's been there and they know it currently fresh in their mind and they can pass on the best knowledge they can. So those are the kind of resources that uh, that I typically recommend is either talk to the source or read a book. You know, um, Outlaw Platoon, you know, fantastic book about some of the things that the, t- the 10th Mountain Division did, you know, on the Afghanistan Pakistan border. It was amazing. And I read that before I went to the 10th Mountain just to gauge a little bit more about what's the mission. You know, the most deployed division in the United States Army since 2001. They've been busy. So there's a lot going on there. Oh, that's great. I appreciate it. So going into mentorship specifically within the JAG Corps a little bit. uh, The JAG Corps is currently working on a digital mentorship platform, which I'm sure you're aware. And so, but part of a successful mentorship relationship is that it's voluntary. 
So then how would we encourage leaders to help encourage their subordinates to get on the platform and use it without it seeming like a directive? I think it's kind of like parenting. I could tell my kids the same thing 13 times and they hear it once from you and it's solid gold, right? So I think that the best thing we can do is as leaders to encourage them to go to this mentorship platform is to say, look, I'm telling you what I think, but there's this wealth of knowledge out there that you need to go seek out and get the answers you're looking for. Not necessarily getting what you want, but what you need to hear. Because clearly what I'm saying isn't resonating, but this is a fantastic opportunity for you. You've got all these folks out there that are, you know, they've gone through this process, they've been selected, and they are prepared to give you that mentorship that you need. And they've got a wealth of knowledge. And there's so many people on that platform that you're going to find somebody that you can link up with. And if you don't, Link up with the first person that you select, that's okay, because there's gonna be more. But just make sure that you're, I would say, narrowing the, the scope of what you're looking for, right? Are you going in an NSL position? Well, then you probably wanna to talk to somebody that's recently done NSL. Uh, if you wanna talk, you know, O-Stick, well, so do all of us, right? <laughs> uh, but that, that's kinda how I would encourage it, right? Something like a parent-child relationship where I can only tell you so many times until you're going to believe it from somebody else. So that's how I would probably encourage them to go do that. Okay. No, that's great. And also, I mean, really, there's going to be such a wealth of knowledge out there that I know I don't know everything. That's great. But there's a whole lot of people like Major Jake Halverson. He knows a lot more than I do, right? And he's going to be on that platform prepared to mentor the upcoming majors who are looking to go to the grad course or the upcoming captains who want to be a pathfinder in the United States Army. He'll be able to provide that mentorship. And it doesn't have to be a long-term relationship. It could be a short-term relationship where, hey, you know, I need help getting smart to go to the jump master course. Can you please mentor me for a couple months on how you became a successful jump master in the United States Army? And then once that's complete, the mentorship period is kind of over, moving on to the next. And now that person is successful, they can become a mentor. That's a very great distinction is that it doesn't have to be a lifelong relationship. Although it can be, it can just be for the short period of time, almost, if you will, like coaching in some regards where it's, I'm trying to get somewhere specific. Can you help me get there? So mm-hmm. I think that is good advice for someone looking to kind of encourage someone to at least check out the digital mentorship platform. It's new for us. The JAG Corps is doing its best to stay current, stay ahead of things, and actually stay on trend because there's a lot of apps out there. And so I think this is a, a great way for to get after that in the well, JAG Corps. It's also Corps. a good way to get after the, the younger generation, right? That The information has always been at their fingertips since they can remember. So this will be a fantastic tool for them. So specific to the JAG Corps, do you think we have unique mentorship challenges? And if so, how do we get after them? I don't know that we've got unique mentorship challenges. I think it's more we've got unique people. And when you have such a different breadth of people, you're going to have different ways of communicating. You're going to have different thoughts, different beliefs, different core beliefs, all these different things. So I I do hope that our, our digital platform really takes that into account. Uh, not just the DEI portion, but just the experiences and and just kind of getting a, a real wide cast of folks that are available to talk to our folks that are coming up that they can relate with, right? Uh, whether it's a language barrier, whether it's a you know cultural barrier, I, do, I think we're going to probably do a great job at that. But I think that's going to be one of the challenges. But that, that's a really good point. And so while I do appreciate us discussing mentorship, I want to talk about what's next for you and the family. So mm. what might that be? Well, I'm going to start an internship here with a local company through the DOD Skillbridge program, which is a tremendous opportunity for me and my family just to kind of test the waters of what it's going to be like in the civilian world. Um, 
Luckily, I was able to attend the nominative transition course recently, and that really opened my eyes to just how marketable I may be, as well as feeling comfortable going out of a position that I've been graced with here and feeling comfortable going into an entry-level position, right? Knowing that I don't know what I don't know. Employers are gonna hire the person and then they'll train the employee. So I think that's what I hopefully have going for me that I can get in and uh, just communicate with these folks. I've got some experiences and I've got some knowledge and I'm willing to communicate and I'm willing to do hard things. So I hope that works out for me. Um, the family though, we're gonna stay put. We're not leaving anywhere. We're gonna stay in Charlottesville. Uh, my kids are tired of moving. My wife, we've been married for 14 years and she's lived in 10 homes. So we're gonna kinda put some roots down for a little bit. The kids like where they're at as far as school. My oldest son is starting VMI this summer, so the Virginia Military Institute. Uh, so we'll be close to him. We'll be able to tail tailgate the football games and <laughs> support him through his college experience. And then who knows what's gonna happen in the future. But that's, that's kinda where we're at. We're happy where we're at. No, that's very exciting. I'm very excited for you and your family. I actually had the pleasure to meet them before, so please give them my best when you see them again. Yes, ma'am. I want to thank you for such an insightful discussion on mentorship and, of course, why it matters. But before we go, are there any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? Have an open mind when you're seeking a mentor. Don't just listen for, for some of that, that sweet music that you want to hear. Be willing and courageous in hearing something fresh and new because it might unlock an opportunity that you had no idea was out there for you. Well, Command Sergeant Major Quinton, soon to be retired, I want to thank you again for your time today, and thank you for years of service to our Army and definitely to our Corps. I'm excited about what the future holds for you and definitely for your family. As always, we look forward to learning more about the JAG Corps' mentorship efforts and hearing from some of our Corps' finest leaders in our future episodes. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Mentorship Matters podcast presented by the JAG Corps' Leadership Center. For more information and resources, please visit the JAG Corps' Leadership Center website. And remember, mentorship matters because people matter, and you can be the difference.